Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 17 with my amazing friend, colleague, and mentor, Jay Brad Britton. Brad is a true legend in the Cutco Vector marketing business, who has been responsible for at least $275 million in Cutco sales and has directly influenced hundreds of millions more. His Southland division just won the Silver Cup in the Division Elite Eight League competition for 2020. In this short snippet with guest host Trent Booth, Brad shares his experience working under Vector West President and CEO Bruce Goodman, explains how the leaders of Cutco Vector are equipping people to be better humans, and he lists and explains his four core philosophies. By listening to this episode, you'll get a sense for how and why Brad has become such a great leader by first being a good person. Today's episode is sponsored by Good Weather Wine, which was founded by one of Brad's protégés, Mark Lovis, to bring people great natural wines at good prices. All their wines are sugar-free, low in sulfites, and with no additives. You can get a monthly shipment of 3, 6, or 12 bottles, and they'll make it super easy by making the selections for you based on your preferences. Visit goodweatherwine.com to get started and enter the discount code CLSK when you check out to get free shipping on your order. You can see all our sponsors at changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. Enjoy this flashback segment from Brad Britton and be sure to visit the full episode number 17. So very early in your career, you connected with Bruce Goodman, who's now the president of, of Vector West. And and uh, would you mind telling us some of the, the first lessons that you learned there from Bruce? What were some of the things and insights that you were gleaning as a young man working under him? All right. That's, uh, that's good. I, I can remember the first time I, well, not the first time I met Bruce, but I can remember after my branch office, uh, the Conference of Champions, we had a chance to go to a, to a conference and uh, Bruce had spoken at a meeting earlier in the summer and one of my reps pointed out to me how sharply he dressed. He was a sharp dresser, you know, when uh, this, this, uh, this rep, her name was Gloria. And uh, I never really paid any attention to that kind of thing before, but that was one lesson that I learned, you know, look, look sharp. And then I remember meeting Bruce, uh, having getting have a chance to have lunch or breakfast with him at that conference of champions. And that's when the first time I had a one-on-one conversation. And Bruce is an intense listener. This is the thing that I've, I've always taken from him. He's a very intense listener. He listens with his whole face, definitely with his eyes. You can tell that and he makes you feel, anyone who's talk, sat down and talked to Bruce will say the same thing. He makes you feel like you're the only person in the room 
when you're having that conversation. And that is a super important lesson that I try to observe these things from these successful people more than just the surface stuff, you know, that what they're saying, but you know, how they're saying it and, and how they're acting. That was a big thing. And then, as you said, I did get to work with Bruce because I was uh, brought in to work with him in the region office. Uh, there was a position at the time called the region sales director, and it's kind of like an assistant region manager is kind of how I would put it. And it was kind of like being a, a division manager and helping all the division managers, helping all the region, uh, helping to manage the region staff. Yeah, there was, it was basically an apprenticeship. And the people that were promoted, I mean, the idea was that every one of them, and I think every one of them did eventually be promoted to region manager. Uh, and there was a, a group of us across the country that were promoted into this newly created position as an apprenticeship. And it was uh, it was very enlightening for me. I got a chance to uh, watch Bruce as we basically built from the last place region to the first place region and winning silver cups, which actually became quite a dynasty. I was there in an executive position for seven years, and we actually won the silver cup, achieved the silver cup six out of the seven years. So that was very positive. And Bruce is the kind of guy that I learned things like do right by people. You know, whenever there's a decision to be made, and even if it means costing profit sometimes or, or almost every time, if you want to err in the favor of people uh, always. And I thought that was a very valuable lesson that I it just pulled at my heartstrings, you know, the kind of thing that made me want to just stick around and stay around this person and around this company that had this this philosophy. Uh, you know, prior to working with Bruce, one of the division managers that I worked with had said to me something that may be the most valuable lesson that I, I feel like I learned. But he said, pay attention to how you treat people because you never know who might work for you someday. Hmm. And at first I thought, yeah, all these people might work for me. Kind of the, the selfish little thought. But as I, as I really began to resonate that, it just helped me understand just the value of people in general. You know, people, people have value. Even as a sales rep, I was taught that you can learn something from everybody. And I went into every demo thinking, you know, I don't you know, care who this person is or what they do for work or they have a story. They've got, they have a life, they have a life story and they probably are a lot better at something, probably a lot of things than, than I am. And I always had this very developed this natural curiosity to learn something from every appointment. I wanted to educate them, of course, on but not the product and how to, you know, the different names and uses of each of the knives. So even if they didn't buy Cutco, my attitude was, hey, they're at least going to get an education on how to use this size and shape of knife and what to use it for. Even if they don't buy my knives, they're going to come out ahead by this interaction that they have with me. And, and that just providing in, intrinsic value, regardless of getting anything in return. I mean, I learned this from virtually every leader investor that I worked with, from John Carpenter to Filippo Mancini, to Bruce Goodman, and Don Murat, who was the president at the time. So those kind of lessons really did uh, stick with me. And uh, just as a side note on this, pay attention to how you treat people, because you never know who might work for you someday. It's not necessarily just who might work for you someday. It's who might influence your life someday in any way whatsoever. You remember one of the old, uh, the old adages that we used to have back in the 90s, in order to succeed, you must first help others succeed. And mm -hmm. uh, I remember hearing that as a, a young man in, in my teens, even just thinking, wow, that is, that is remarkable to actually do well in business by helping other people. Now, I feel that you've embodied this, Brad, but even more, I, I've just seen you over the years, your body of work, just going above and beyond doing it for your own success, helping other people. I've seen you just actually help people 
And then I've seen you pour into the people and invest into entire groups of people that you will never benefit from on a business level any other way than, than just that intrinsic, hey, people have value, so I'm going to invest into people. And uh, two particular anecdotes come to mind. One is the Cutco Christian Group. That used to lead for so many years back in the 90s. And uh, even just my own personal family, when we transitioned into a national role and moved from Canada down to Philadelphia in, in uh, 2004, uh, you invited not just me to participate in your meeting, but you invited my entire family to not just come to the conference, which was pretty great for my wife and my two young kids under three at the time to go to Southern California. You invited us to your house. <laughs> so now we're, we're hanging out with your kids. We're hanging out with Paulette. And uh, for such a, a young guy in the business, I mean, we knew of each other, but we didn't know each other well until that moment. And just can you speak to what kind of led to you just being that altruistic, just helping people that almost some might say, you have no business help, but why would you do it? So is that a decision that you've made at some point? Is this kind of like, uh, how do you get there? That's a great question. Yeah, I do remember that. I remember, I can't say that I know why, you know, I mean, I knew of you and I, I had respect certainly for you and, and the position that you were being promoted to. And I think it might go back to that lesson, you know, pay attention to how you treat people because you never know who might work for you someday. And I, and I wasn't thinking, oh, this guy, Trent, you know, he might work for me someday and I want to make sure I make a good impression on him because, you know, he could make me money. How you treat people who have nothing to give you in return, uh, that tells a lot about a person. And I observed that in some of my mentors and I wanted to try to, I want to try to, I still want to try to exemplify, you know, that simple thing. So Trent, one thing that I identified a lot of years ago that is a super important to me, and that is that we at Vector, what we do on a daily basis, a weekly basis here as Vector managers, especially, and as a company, we serve a population. We serve a certain group of people that I, I believe is completely underserved. And this is the group of people between you know 17 years old, college, you know, high school graduates, college students, maybe not a college student, up to about the age of you know 24. And what we do is we equip these people to be better humans, to be better people, uh, the best version of themselves that they can be with, by teaching them, A, you know, skills to make money. You know, they can make money here or they can take the skills and, and use it at other places to move up more quickly in their job and create greater, uh, greater income. We teach them concepts like gratitude you know, and, and perspective on life and that there are so many other things out there that that matter, that can matter. We teach them how to have flexibility in their schedule. We teach them how to you know, manage their schedule. All these things that are going to help them down the road to be successful and then take that step further. And those are the people that are going to be you know, building the houses for Habitat for Humanity. They're going to be the ones that are going to Africa and digging wells or organizing groups of people to do these things if they have any leadership experience that they may have learned from Vector. Or they have the financial resources because they either made a lot of money here or are making a lot of money here, or they go out and start their own businesses and they become well-to-do and have more money than they need. So there's more people working with the Red Cross, more people digging wells, more people feeding the hungry, more people building homes because of the work that we do. So really, we feed all kinds of great work around the world, and we affect the world's population exponentially because we're working with so many young people, teaching them this skill set and this mindset that can go out and impact the world. And it's that whole ripple effect that I, kind of, that I talked about earlier, that there's no end to what we're going to do. They're going to go off and raise more positive kids and be better parents because of their experience in selling Cutco and their leadership experience as assistant managers and branch managers and, and so on. 
So I don't know if, if that resonates with people uh, the, the way it resonates with me or not, but that's, and that's what I'm the most excited about. So exponential ripple effect, change in the world, peace on earth, goodwill toward men, all that. You know, that's, that's what we're trying to work toward just in what we do every day with Vector, at a team meeting, at a training class, and also what we're doing with the Cutco Cares. Brad, you mentioned something earlier I'd like to double back on. That is your four core philosophies. You mentioned gratitude was the fourth. I think people would, uh, this would be my last podcast ever if I don't ask you, what are the other three core, uh, core philosophies that you identified? All right. So the first one is connection. Okay. And I, you know, I can give a 20-minute talk at least on each one of these, and I obviously won't. Uh, but connection, connecting with other people. Okay. I think back to that connection that John Carpenter made way back so many years ago with that cashier at a grocery store. You know, we have so many opportunities to connect with another human being, even on a very small level, a flight attendant. You know, look them in the eye with a smile, engage them, just acknowledging their presence. And even without a conversation, there's a connection that can be made, but deeper connections with our family, connecting with customers, connecting with ourselves, connecting with our with a higher power. You know, connection, that's a big word, okay, in the, in the way that I like to think about it. Uh, so enhancing those. The second one is execution, okay? Execution is simply doing, really. Doing the things that we know we ought to do, but not just thinking that we ought to do them, actually doing them, okay? Like getting up when our clock tells us to get up because we told our clock to tell us the next day what time to get up, right? And winning the battle of mind over mattress in the morning. You know, I heard that in, when I was a college student, you know, Matt. You know, you got to win the battle of mind over mattress. You know, we know we should get up. We know we should eat these particular things and probably not eat as many of these other things. We know we should probably get some exercise, right? So execution is is doing more of the things that we know that we should be doing. Simplicity is the third one. I believe that everything that we do, we should work toward doing it in a more simple way, right? And, you know, maybe we're already to the point where it's we've simplified it to the most simple way of doing it. But if we always operate that there's, and moving towards simplicity, I, I remember someone in Vector, I'm pretty sure, say, why say blah, 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 if blah will do the trick? You know, and I think that I need to hear that every day because I, you know, obviously you can tell I talk a lot and I like to tell stories. But simplifying, you know, in Vector, our training process, you know, simplifying the, you know, what we'd say on a cut code demo, simplifying any challenging, complex problem, just working on making it more simple. Even if it's impossible to always be working toward that, uh, there's going to be many, many, many times we're going to find the ways to simplify our life, simplify our relationships, simplify communications. And then the last one, of course, is gratitude. Connection, execution, simplicity, and gratitude. Those are the four. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives. 